Edmonton is a winter city. On the coldest days, most Edmontonians retreat indoors, bundled up by their fireplaces to wait it out. But even in these most frigid hours, you'll see at least one cyclist braving the streets, one lone tread carving a path through the unplowed roads, one bicycle chained to a rack outside McEwen University. Okay, my name is Dave Buchanan, um, an assistant professor in the English department. I had always gotten to uh, November when the snow starts to fly and starts to get cold, and um, I just sort of assumed that was the end of the season. And, uh, but then I um, would see people riding year-round in the winter, uh, talk to some of them. Some of them were colleagues here at McEwen, um, hear these sort of stories about things like studded tires and so on that would allow you to ride on the ice. And I was just sort of curious about it. Welcome to Clock Radio, stories about what makes us tick at McEwen University. I'm Stephanie Sparks. For the last four years, snow or shine, summer or winter, Dave has commuted by bicycle to and from McEwen University. Day in, day out, he braves the elements in search of variety and adventure. We spoke to Dave about how he started winter cycling, his research into historical bike culture, and how your average bike commuter can start riding in the coldest months. Like a lot of curious uh, winter cyclists, I would start with these sort of uh, cutoff points where I'd say, okay, I'm going to ride unless it's colder than minus 10. If it's colder than minus 10, I'm going to take the bus. And then what happens is, you know, you realize that it's not that hard to ride when it's minus 10. Uh, and then, so the, the threshold would change. And so I would move that to minus 15. Okay, I'm going to ride until it's minus 15 and then, and then I'll get on the bus. But Dave's temperature threshold got lower and lower until one day, about two and a half years ago, everything changed. So I was standing at a bus stop near my house, standing at a bus stop, freezing. <laughs> waiting for this bus that just was not coming. And I must have been there for 15 minutes waiting for this bus, getting more and more frustrated and just feeling so cold. And I looked up and I saw this this guy riding a bicycle uh, right past me on the side street in my in my neighborhood. He was he was going very slowly and he had uh, ski goggles on and he had all the winter boots, but he was moving. He was he was getting someplace. And I thought to myself I bet you that guy's not cold, and he's moving somewhere. He's he's getting somewhere. I want to be that guy. <laughs> so that was the moment. That was sort of the aha moment. And from that day forward, I've cycled almost every day, regardless of, of the temperature. It's easy to characterize winter cyclists as fitness freaks or perhaps as masochists. But Dave says they've figured out an essential truth, one that is common in the world's best biking cities. Bikes are the best way to get around even in winter. I mean, I get to work faster than cars do from my house, leaving at rush hour, because the cars are all backed up on these busy uh, thoroughfares. And I, I roll past them on the sidewalk and just sort of grin at them as they're sitting in their, in their cars. Um, and depending on how far you have to go in the city and where you have to go, uh, I think more and more people are just realizing that um, it's not a bad way to get around. You don't have to pay for parking. Um, you just lock up your bike in front of the door of where you're going. Um, and I think in cities around the world where winter cycling is, is big, it's because it's the easiest, best way to get from A to B. For Dave, the challenges of winter biking, the weather, bad roads, ice, snow, are also the things that make it fun. These variables break up the monotony of his daily commute. Dave has found more than just another way to get to work. He's found adventure. I do the same ride every day, make the same turns every day, but the conditions change. Sometimes they change from hour to hour. 
because of the type of snow, the type of ice, uh, who's shoveled, who hasn't. And so it's never the same. It's never, it's never boring. It's always a little mini adventure riding your bike. It's fun. While navigating changing conditions helps Dave break up repetitive commutes, biking also opens a world of new experiences, a view of the city that only bike commuters get to see. A few years ago, I, I, I took the River Valley to work down the McKinnon uh, Ravine. And as I was riding along, I was the only, the only person on that, on that trail. I looked out on the river, the river was frozen, and there was a pack of uh, coyotes, probably seven or eight coyotes, just walking around in the middle of the North Saskatchewan River. And uh, I just watched them as I, as I rode all along that stretch, and they were just sort of checking me out as I was sort of checking them out. And uh, I mean, that's just not something you see when you ride the bus or, or, drive, your, or drive your car to work. I mean, that doesn't happen every day on, on the bike. But you get these little moments like that every now and then. Uh, and you realize that it's a, it's a pretty cool way to, to get around in terms of what you can see and how it makes you feel. Dave's fascination with cycling culture extends into his academic work. For the past five years, the assistant professor of English has been doing research into bicycle travel literature. From the 1860s, when bikes were invented, until the end of the 19th century, there was a fascination with bicycles as vehicles for fun and also for travel. Surprisingly, many of the issues cyclists face today are paralleled in the streets of the late 1800s. When you, when you read, um, especially in the, the cycling magazines of the day, you come across in the 1880s and 90s all kinds of, uh, of controversy um, and conflict, really, between cyclists and pedestrians, especially. Pedestrians complaining about cyclists riding too fast on, on public roads and on, on sidewalks. But also with horse-drawn carriages, you see conflicts between bicycles and carriages um, in terms of who sort of um, gets right of way in, in the roadway. Um, and even conflicts between, between cyclists, between serious sort of racing cyclists and more kind of leisure style cyclists. And we see those same conflicts playing out today um, in, in lots of very similar ways. Lots of debate about uh, laws, about whether bikes should be allowed to operate on roads, on highways, in public parks, this kind of thing. So it is amazing actually how many of these issues that we think of being kind of contemporary issues about bicycles and bicycle culture have been around for over 100 years. Carriages and horses gave way to cars and pavement, but sharing the road remains a key issue for cyclists. Dave is hopeful that as more cyclists take to the streets, drivers will better understand how to safely share the road. More than that, as drivers try out cycling for themselves, they will be able to empathize with the vulnerability of the cycling experience to give those few extra inches that make cyclists feel safe. Unfortunately, there are just a lot of people who drive cars who have never really ridden a bike. And so I think if you're driving a car and you've never been on a bike, you see a bike, you have no idea what it's like for that person and no sense of you know, what's a, a reasonable or safe sort of space to give the bike um, or the kinds of decisions that cyclists have to make all the time about whether to behave as a vehicle or whether to behave as a pedestrian at a given time. Uh, so it's still tough, I think, in, in Edmonton sometimes for, for cyclists. But it's definitely getting better. I think there is a kind of tremendous period of growth right now in cycling culture of um, sort of regular people, for various reasons, uh, looking 
at bicycles in a way that they really haven't before. Uh, for a lot of people who maybe rode a bike when they were a kid, thought of it as a sort of kid's toy, but never really seriously considered it as a way to actually get around, you know, to get from A to B, to get to work, to go to the store, that kind of thing. At some point, there's got to be a kind of a critical mass where there's enough bikes on the road that um, I think that feeling will change, where there's a kind of re more respect for, for bikes having a, a place. We're not at that critical mass just yet, and it might be a long time before we're there. Edmonton's 2014 municipal census puts the number of bike commuters at 3,770, a small number compared to 325,000 drivers. So why does Dave bike? The answer is simple. Well, I look at I look at my my bike ride, you know, to work and and home. It's it's the best part of my day, usually. You know, I usually get off the bike. Um, in, in either case, feeling energized and and happy. It's not generally a feeling I had on the bus. You know, there's some good things about the bus, for sure. I can have a nap sometimes or uh, you know, read a book on, on the bus or have a conversation occasionally. But um, there is a certain uh, kind of uh, energy that comes from being outside and just exerting yourself a bit. You're maybe listening to this podcast while crammed into a bus or stuck in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic or gazing out your workplace window during a long day at the office. Maybe today is the day. Get outside, lean into the wind and embrace the weather. You'll discover the city in a whole new way. Whether you're a cyclist who hangs up your bike at the first sign of frost or a complete beginner, Dave has a few tips on how to get started. I mean, you, you have to experiment at first a lot with um, the kind of bike that you've got, the kind of tires that you've got, um, and especially with what you wear. You don't need to buy special gloves, special boots. I mean, they're out there. You can spend a lot of money on all that gear if you want to. But you can just look around your house, and you can probably find everything you need to be a winter cyclist. It takes a while to figure out um, what to wear so that you don't get too hot. That's actually the biggest problem, is you get too warm on the bike. Um, and, you know, the, the big sort of leap, I think, is to, to get yourself a set of studded tires. Once you have studded tires, then you sort of feel you are equipped to ride on any surface. They really do work. They work on, on ice just fine. It's just a matter, I think, of having the right equipment, getting the right clothing, which is tricky, but getting the right clothing, uh, wearing the right boots, the right gloves, having the right bike, the right tires. And if you think of it that way, um, you, can, you can cycle in any conditions at all. Just do it. Yeah, just, just do it. Clock Radio is a production of McEwen University. Special thanks to Dave Buchanan. Alumnus Doug Hoyer wrote the theme music. Parts of the episode were recorded at the Edmonton Public Library Makerspace. The episode was produced by Tyler Butler. How we get around our winter city is an ongoing conversation, and one that has attracted the attention of Heather Magison. The Bachelor of Communication Studies student is researching the often rocky relationship between cyclists and drivers in the city of Edmonton. Here's what Heather had to say. Yeah, I think that's the great thing about living in any sort of northern community is that you're sort of galvanized by that one common enemy, which is like the snow, the cold, the ice, uh, and it does bring people together. You can read more of her story on our website. Visit mcewen.ca slash edmontonbikes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend about this podcast. We'll be back next month with a new episode.